everybody. Welcome to episode 26 of Eat, Drink, Write, an Urban Fantasy Whiteboard. Uh, our topic today is going to be showing versus telling. So first, how was your week? Uh, it was pretty good. I love when I have like accidental writing days. Should have been working, uh, did not work, and instead had an accidental writing day. So I wrote about 2,000 words that day on um, Aiden, which is the one that I'm rewriting right now. And, uh, yeah, so that was pretty sweet. Otherwise, like work has been busier. Um, you know, I'm going back into lab more. I'm like setting up lab, making sure it's good for people to come back to and that kind of thing. And of course, you know, UGA is like, we're going to be full open in fall. So we've got all these face masks and no, 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 but you also don't have to wear them. So I'm like, which means people aren't going to be wearing them. And all that. So I'm just making sure the lab is like sanitized and that the lab has access to masks because we will be wearing them. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's been pretty much it is just gearing up work. Yeah. We just got notice from the public schools here in Gwinnett that they're going to in-person school in the fall, but everybody has a choice to do 100% digital or 100% in school. So we're still waiting on my test to come back on the COVID. If I've had it, if that's what I've got this week, then that means Riley's probably had it and she may be safe to go back in person, but I would prefer that she be 100% digital. So she's going to talk to her friends and see what they're going to do. And yeah, because yeah. they're not mandating um, masks either. That's ridiculous with the numbers that are going on right now. It's insane. Mm -hmm. And that many people packed into a school, it's the high school. You, you've yeah. got four grades with all the teachers and all the custodians and all everything all crammed in there together. I, I think it's a bad idea, but so too. you know, it, we'll have to see if I've got COVID, she's probably got COVID. Um, that's my week was mostly being sick. I didn't do hardly anything. I, I feel fine when I'm laying down, but when I get up, I'm very tired and my chest still hurts a little bit. I'm not coughing as much, which is good. And the fever is gone. That's good. Um, so I'm finally feeling almost human. That's good. Yeah. So that was my week. What are you eating and drinking? Um, today, so I've been on, I'm trying to do like be healthy or healthier, I guess. Um, so today I'm just eating cashews. Um, it was going to be apple and peanut butter, but I didn't feel like putting in the effort to cut all of it up and everything. So um, and then I'm drinking a Darjeeling tea, um, oh. which is a black tea. Um, and it, to me, it has like a more citrusy flavor than like my usual English breakfast tea. Um, so I like, I like drinking it in the afternoon because it's kind of refreshing, but it also still has caffeine. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm drinking, um, tea from the Peacock Tea Room. It's the Irish whiskey cream, mm -hmm. which is one of my favorites. Um, so that's what I'm drinking. I'm not hungry still, so I'm um, not eating anything. I've lost five pounds just since last Friday, so yeah, I've got to eat more. Um, I, I only thing I'm craving are non-keto things, so that's what I've I've eaten some of that. So, and yeah. I'm still losing weight. Right. But uh, so that was my week. Hopefully, the results will come back. They're due by today, so we'll see if yeah. I've got it. If yeah, I, I know do, there's a lot of. If I do, I have to quarantine for another week or so. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a lot of um, 
a lot of stuff about how like testing capacity in Georgia is not very great and like pushing tests through labs is not great. So um, Courtney was saying that Jacob, when he got tested for COVID, his test was supposed to come back within five days and came back in 10. So, oh. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to, that might be the case for yours too. By the time it comes back, I'll be, whether it was positive or not, I'll be done with quarantine just about. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. That's weird. Yep. Um, I have some jokes. Oh, of course you do. Let me, let me hear your jokes. So one of them is Riley's. That's my 14 year old daughter, your sister. And yeah. she, she made it up yesterday because I was complaining about trying to find jokes, writing jokes. Okay. And she's like, what do you call a book with no eyes? A normal book? <laughs> that's what she, that's the answer. It's a book. Books don't, books don't have eyes. Oh no. <laughs> and so I was finding these other ones and she's like, mine's, mine's better. And I'm oh, like, okay, I'll, I'll use yours. Like a 14 year old. <laughs> 14 year old humor. Hmm. Um, and then I did find another one. Why are writers always cold? Why? Because they're surrounded by drafts. Bless. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. That, I'll give that one. That's that's a pretty good one. Considering I have like a million drafts in my in, in uh, my folders right now. That yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. I actually started organizing my book that I'm editing right now, and my very first book. I'm what I'm doing is reading, and then I've made myself a chart where I put what characters are in that chapter in, in each chapter, what the conflict was what I seen, what the point was, because some, some of it is really, really bad. I mean, yeah. 20 whatever years ago that I wrote this book, <laughs> I guess 30 years, because Courtney wasn't born yet. So oh my God. yeah, wow. so some of it is really bad. Uh, but I bought notebooks to start organizing my physical three ring notebook that I do. And I started printing out pictures and all of that. So I'm well into the editing mode on that one. That's exciting. I am excited. That is very fun. I can't wait to, to read it. I think I said that last week. I'm like very anxious. Like I'm, I'm anticipating it. I want it. <laughs> it's going to take intensive, intensive rewriting. I mean, yeah. really, truly rewriting. Some of it's bad. The chapter, I was reading chapter five today and I'm like, oh my God, this is awful. It is just awful. I switched point of views. I have them thinking the dumbest things, not realistic thoughts, not realistic dialogue. Oh, it's funny going back and rereading old, old writing. It's also very cringy. <laughs> but the storyline is really good. I remember the storyline and so, I do remember it is really good. I am excited to rewrite this one. Yeah. But let's jump into it. We're going to do show versus tell. We all yeah. hear about that. They drill it into your head as young as elementary school, you know, you show don't tell yep. and so we're like well what does that mean so I found these this these are the two sentences I found on what that means number one a telling sentence tells us something and number two a showing sentence shows us something and I'm like oh my god wow. that's so profound <laughs> that was very helpful so uh what does it really mean so basically Telling is where you're communicating something to the reader, but it's in a factual sense. It's kind of dull and lifeless. You're just communicating information across. Um, 
it communicates information but doesn't involve any of your senses or the scene or anything like that. Right, like there's no like action involved um, in revealing this information. It's more just like straight, straightforward. Right, and then it, it just tells us there's no feeling to it. It's reporting the facts. Think of how boring it is to sit in meetings where you're getting the facts. You know, oh, here's I'm a the scientist. Chart. Yeah. <laughs> so that's basically telling. Um, it's a report about what the character is. The character's cold, tired, hungry. Um, yeah, or even things like happy, sad, angry, like those kinds of things too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, as I was researching this, I saw that, you know, one of the tips I came across was the, the words feel and felt um, are almost a sure sign that you're telling. So it's like, you know, he felt like he was going to pass out as opposed to the world tilted beneath his feet kind of thing. Oh, that's a great way to check through. Yeah, no, I thought that was super interesting because you can just, you know, control F on your document, assuming you use like word. I think that's the command for most programs is to go and find a specific word and you can just control F uh, feel or felt and you can jump right to and be like, oh, I definitely was telling in this sentence and I can change it to be this. So, yeah. yeah, it was funny editing my twin saga after researching this. I'm like, oh, my Lord, uh, there is so <laughs> much telling in that in that story. Yeah, he goes off in his thoughts about the history of the whole world. And I'm like, no, 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 oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Right. So, yeah. Um, so showing, on the other hand, is where you describe the scenes and actions that are happening. It lets us see the scene by using clear, specific details to build strong pictures in our mind. It helps your reader experience the scene rather than just be told about it. Right. Um, it helps your reader feel and immerse themselves in what's going on. Yeah, it gets the reader engaged and like holds their attention better. Because um, I think showing allows us to relate to a character more than just being told about that character. Yeah, the, the alley was dark. Okay, well, you know, she's stumbling, whatever, you know. Right, you, right. You want to feel it. You want to be there. Um, the secret is the use of specific details. Um, and use your senses. That that helps get across the feel of that scene. Right. It makes that scene come alive. Yeah, it makes it like more vivid, you know, and like stand out in your reader's mind. Because some of the best um, scenes that I've read definitely use showing, and it's because I can see what the character is doing, and I'm I'm there with that character as they're like going through whatever it is they're going through. So yeah, it's like yeah. a movie in your head. I mean, you know, those words build that scene in your head and you're there you're with that character as as you're reading the book um so how do we do that right you use action words strong verbs um yeah focusing on character actions i think is a really good point character actions and reactions um because that just gets point. across right yeah because it gets that shows you exactly what each character is feeling and not necessarily just your main character but you can show um, you know, what uh, side characters are feeling as well, just by their actions and showing us what they do. Like that reaction is a really good way to put that. Yeah. Um, you can use dialogue and character thoughts to sh uh, show versus tell. Um, don't do what I was doing just in chapter five of the twin saga, where his thoughts were like, once upon a time, there was a war <laughs> a thousand years ago. I mean, oh my God. Right, right. <laughs> um, 
descriptive details. Use all those senses. I think we talked about senses oh, in several all episodes. All the time. Yeah, all uh, the time. The, the, the smell and the, the, the humidity in the air, which I write about Atlanta a lot. Uh, there's yeah. that humidity here. Right. Um, get that across. Use those words. Use those senses to make them feel it as opposed to just saying, boy, it sure was humid. Right. Yeah. yeah. And to go back to something you said earlier is, you know, just be very specific. Focus on the little details, not just like large details, because that's really, I feel like, how you can get your reader really engaged with what is happening with that character. Uh, and Maikeda, Maikeda book where she ends up going to that alternate, that other world, it starts off in Atlanta and this naked man is chasing her in the very beginning of the book and she's running it summer in Atlanta. And I talk about the feel of the sweat, the hair. We've all had that. Your hair sticks to your face when you're sweating it. I mean, and Absolutely. I described that instead of just saying, you know, she was sweating. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you actually could feel that sticky hair in her face as she's trying to run and get away from this person chasing her. Absolutely. I think I do that with Mac, too, because she lives in Savannah, Georgia. It's a little bit further south and on the coast. And so it's extremely humid there. Um, and yeah, no, I've also, I've done the same thing where she's like, oh, my hair is going to be 10 times its volume because it's going to frizz in this yeah. humidity kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that's a definitely a great way to put that picture in your reader's mind. Yeah. Um, I found some examples and uh, I took a lot of these from our paragraph writing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was kind of cool because I was trying to think of sentences and I didn't want to steal the ones that had been used on the articles I was reading. I wanted to come up with my own and I was like, wow, I should go through some of our paragraph writing because we worked on things like showing versus telling in some of those. Right. So nice. the first one is not from our writing. It's just one that I, I made up. It's the telling sentence is her room was messy. Right. The showing sentence. Oh, and before I get into that, remember that there are terms that are very subjective and vague that messy to me might be what's behind me, but messy to a hoarder is going to be something entirely different. Right. So remember that words are subjective. And so that's why it's important to add a little bit of detail so that your um, reader can get that clear picture in their mind. Um, you want them to use their imagination like, I was told by one writer that had read, um, critiqued me at one of that Atlanta seminar we go to. Yeah. And he said, you don't want to say, you know, monster. You want to, you want to leave it to the, their imagination, but you got to get them up, give them enough details to be able to come to a picture in their mind. I remember that. There was also, um, uh, there's a quote, not by someone that we listened to at a conference or anything, but it's, uh, you know, picture a monster. And then it's like, what did you picture and what makes that a monster? Um, so I think, you know, that can apply here because it's, it's the same idea. You, you probably thought of something, you know, big and scary or, you know, sharp teeth or something like that, whatever. Yeah. Um, but in your writing, if that is not necessarily what you're trying to get across, I think you can show exactly what you want your reader to see as a monster by showing actions or descriptions or that. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, okay. So her room was messy. The showing sentence you taking that is sighing. She spotted her notebook across the room. 
sighing as she spotted her notebook across the room, she gingerly stepped over her piles of clothes and books, using the side of her foot to make a path amongst among the debris. Yeah. So that's a totally different picture I just got in my head than saying her room is messy. Right. I mean, I'm seeing the mounds of clothes and the books scattered across the floor, and she's trying to get across the room, and you know, all this yeah. stuff is in her way. That's a, she's like trying to step over it, and yeah. Yeah, we learn a lot from that second sentence a lot more from that second sentence than we did from the first one. We can envision the mess, the piles of junk. Her sigh tells us something, that she's not looking forward to having to step across all this junk to get to her notebook. Right. Um, kind of makes me wonder why, why is, why is she in this messy room? And if she's upset about it, why hadn't she cleaned it? Right. You know? Yeah. So I'm getting all kinds of questions in my mind from that showing sentence that makes me want to read more, whereas I don't really care. Her room was messy, big deal. I, yeah. I don't care to read on. Right, there's no so, painting of an image there, so, right. The rest of the examples are from our paragraph writing. So the telling sentence, I don't like children. The showing sentence, and you wrote this, children suck. And right now I was knee deep in the snot-faced things. I wanted to cover my ears to escape from their incessant whining, screeching, and crying. Instead, I plastered a smile on my face, pretending that this is exactly where I wanted to be. I don't remember writing that, but cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I wrote it. I, I could have. I feel like it's yours, though, because I don't remember writing it. Well, it's up in the air. <laughs> so, but that sentence shows us a whole lot more than saying, I don't like children. Do you really right. get the feel of her not liking children? She, she calls really them, children. Yeah, snot-faced things, the incessant whining, screeching, and crying. Yeah, plastering a smile on her face. Yeah, and pretending that this is like where she wants to mm -hmm. be. So yeah, I think that's really well done at showing her dislike of children rather than just saying she didn't like children. Right. The next one, the telling sentence, I took the knife out of his body. I mean, granted, that kind of gets your attention because she's taken a knife out of somebody's body. Right. But to show, I yanked the dagger out of his chest cavity, having to twist it a bit to pull it free. Hot blood seeped over my hand, the one I had flat on his chest, pushing while I pulled the dagger out with my other. That, that gets across a lot of imagery. Yes, I'm right there. I can see her hand on his chest as she's pulling out the knife and the blood oozing over her hand. Right, and it's hot, like hot, hot blood oozing hot. over her hand. So you get across like the, the sense of touch and like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I yeah, mean, what's, what's funny, these sentences, none of our paragraph writing is edited. So there are things we could do to have made that a better showing sentence. Right. But it's, it's pretty good. I mean, the smell of blood. The, right. You know, that kind of thing. But that is definitely a much better showing than I took the knife out of his body. Right. Yeah. yeah. The next one, I think you wrote this one too. I dug a hole. That's the telling sentence. I could feel the blisters on my palm from hours of using the shovel. Even in the dark, I could tell the mound of dirt next to me now towered above my shoulder. The torch that Jacks held barely lit the hole where my feet were hidden in the depths of shadow. And he was shaking so badly, the flame flitted more like a firefly than a steady beam of light it was supposed to be. Huh. You think you wrote that one? Probably, it feels vaguely familiar. 
Yeah, I feel like it was yours too. But yeah, yeah that one. I think it's funny that you that it is that it is mine though, because uh, as I was reading it um, earlier when I got your notes, uh, I edited it. I edited it in my head. Um, so I went through like the sentences and I was like, oh, I would write this as this now. But uh, but no, I think it is a, a really good way of showing um, what this character is feeling, especially with the blisters and you I know, love the, that. how they can't see because of the dark and like, you know, the, the light beam is shaking because Jax is scared. So you're like also showing side characters and what they're feeling as well. Yeah, I think that definitely is showing us we're right there in that scene. We can we. I, I'm very curious as to what's going on. I think they were burying a body, if I remember that correctly. I'm not sure. I oh, you know, I think you're right. Yeah. 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 We'll have to read. We'll have to do another mini episode on some more of our paragraph writing. We come up with some great things, but that that was one of them. Yeah. Um, the next one. I walked home in the cold. That's telling. The showing sentence is, the mist left tiny droplets on my skin that eventually merged together to drip down my back beneath my jacket. I shuddered against the cold, peering into the fog as I doggedly placed one foot in front of the other. Nice, that's a good sentence. I mean, like, that's a good couple of sentences. Yeah. Definitely tells us a whole lot more than I walked home in the cold. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It tells you a little bit about, you know, what the character is feeling, tells you a little mm -hmm. bit about the surroundings and the setting. No, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that too. I, I was proud of this. <laughs> no, that, was, that was great. I, I love our paragraph writing. Yeah. Now, all of this doesn't mean you can't tell. There are times when it is absolutely appropriate to tell. Um, right. If you need to get information across, telling is sometimes the most effective way to do that. Like when time passes, you, you don't want to do that you know, she went upstairs, pulled the covers down on her sheets and to get under the bed. You, we don't need all of that. Right. Right. So you can do a, a transition of telling and, and you don't want to, to have showing all the time too. There are times when you need to tell to get information across. So right. we're not saying that it's a, a thing that you should never do. Yeah, it, absolutely. It is used to cover ground when you need to as the narrator. What do you um, mean by that, actually? Can I like interrupt here? And what do you mean by cover ground? Like to move from one place to another, you know, three days later, whatever, you know, you're, you're moving, you're telling your, your okay. reader that time has passed, but you're not telling them all the crap that happened in that time because right. it's yeah. not important to your story. Okay. So yeah. You're, cool. You're narrating through to move forward. Um, yeah, that makes sense. You know, even I'm trying to think in, in the Mercy books, Patricia Briggs uses telling sometimes to get from like a, a fight scene. We don't have to go through the whole aftermath of everybody calming down and returning back into humans and all of that. That That is done. She kind of tells us, you know, she moves Yeah, he went to those. go change and, you know, yeah. he went over here to tend his wounds or whatever we don't have yeah. to like see that action kind of thing yeah i get what right. you're saying yeah she doesn't have to break down the bones every time that one of them changes she right. can tell us because she's done it before so we already know the agony that they go through when they're changing into their werewolf form she doesn't have to do that every time she can tell us that's what's happening and then move on to the the crux of what we need to hear right yeah 
Um, and then I think you had some more things to add that I hadn't thought of. Yeah, so you mentioned Patricia Briggs, um, and, and she's a good example for this uh, type of thing too. It's like when you're doing a small recap of a previous book, so say you're like writing a series and you know there's a lot of telling at the beginning of some of those novels um, just to get across known information that has happened in earlier books. And obviously you're not gonna show all that information, um, but say someone picks up book three instead of starting from book one, um, and you know the way that she does Mercy is like you can pretty much do that yeah. and book is its own story um, but there is information that needs to be given to those readers and so like a lot of the time that is done through telling rather than showing um, and then also you know it like you said it's a balance you don't want to have too much showing um, you don't want to have too much telling uh, but I think you you need like a little bit of both um, yeah and then I had a few more little things that I came across as I was researching this. Um, always show emotions to help your reader understand characters' actions. So like, I think showing emotion is really important. Like you never want to say, oh, he was angry. Um, right. You never want to say like, oh, he's, he's sad. Uh, I think you want to show that through their actions so that we can like really understand it. You know who does a really good job of that? The, um, uh, I talk about her all the, the Grave Witch series, Kalina. Oh, Alex Craft, uh, Kalina yeah, Price. Yeah. Kalina Price. She does that really well. Um, the main character in that works with the police, and there's this police officer, this gruff police officer that she works with, and she showed his anger by the bristling of his mustache. She could, she could see the mustache bristling and that was a I loved that scene because we got to see how angry he really was and yes. I, that always sticks in my mind as a way to show anger as opposed to say oh he was mad right so, right yeah um try to keep showing concise so this kind of goes back up to uh, you know making it a balance um so make it concise make it a few sentences that are descriptive um imagery rather than like long paragraphs because same thing like if you have long paragraphs of just like all this description and showing uh personally i would get bored with that um and i'm sure a lot of other readers would too um and then also avoid adverbs unless they're necessary and i'm i'm talking words like very like very strong or very, you know there are there are better words really really yeah <laughs> okay that's, well that's yes. mine yeah, you you like the word really a lot. Well, Beck likes the word really a lot. Fair, fair. I don't fair. think that I ever used the word really in the trick book at all. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I've read that, but I don't I don't remember. But yeah, but I wouldn't it's be surprised. Just, it's a Beck thing. And she yeah, there are many it. things that are just Beck things, and she is she is one of a kind. <laughs> she is one of a kind. You know, I feel um, like it would be neat to do a. Um, more information on this on ways i loved that you came up with you know search for feel and felt yeah i would love to have an episode maybe a mini on how to edit specifically for showing versus telling i mean like that sure. is one way to do that yeah that would be awesome because i am really guilty of the telling a lot right I have yeah i was um I, I meant to put it in here, uh, but we could do it in that many where, you know, how do you identify whether it is showing versus telling? Yes. Um, and I meant to do like a little blurb and I forgot about it, but it actually works because we could do a mini on that. I think we should because I want to know myself. Now that I'm in editing mode, I, I mean, granted, some of it I'm looking at, it's clearly telling when he's talking yeah. about the history of the entire world there. That is not the way I need to get that across. But in 
the freaking fairies, I didn't catch that I was telling because it was a lot of the beginning was in her mind. And right. so to me, it wasn't telling, but everybody that read it said, yeah, that's telling. You're yeah. telling us about her family. You're not showing us her family. Right. So I definitely need help on how to find it, how to edit for it. How do I know when I'm doing it? Yeah. Because yeah. I clearly can't find it out myself. No, we could definitely do a mini on that. That'd be fun. I think that's a good idea. So we'll, we'll plan that guys. Yeah. Was that uh, everything you had or do you have more? I have one last thing. Okay. It's, uh, also try to avoid passive voice uh, unless necessary. Like, you know, I was playing or she was playing or he was playing. Um, that's also very uh, telly as opposed to showing. I'm bad at that too. <laughs> well, I also am there. I remember editing one of my books and it was, it was, brutal to go through and find all of those things and and now I'm actually completely rewriting that book so um yeah so but yeah that's that's all I have on tips um I do have an interview question oh right who is your favorite side character in any one of your books and why probably there's one I don't remember her name because it's been so long since I've read it yeah I wrote it both um, mm -hmm. in that Kata book, you know, I like the young teenage characters. Yeah. There is this snarky girl in the Kata book when she goes to the other world and is having to try to deal with everything that she knows nothing about the culture there. She knows nothing about anything. And she's got this side character who is really helpful in that snarky teenage way. Yeah. And I love her, but I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Isn't that terrible? I can't even remember my own character's names. Wasn't it? I don't remember either. I can see her as plain as day. Yeah. And I love I her. She, her she makes me laugh out loud too when yeah. I when I get to her points because she's just so, you know, you don't say things like that. Yeah. What are you doing? You don't do things like that. And she does. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I like all of your, um, your fairies and freaking fairies. I do love my fairies. I think Leary is probably my favorite fairy. She's the one that knows all the rules. Ah, uh, yes. So, so she's the yeah. most adept at helping you sidestep them. Yeah. And to holding other fae accountable for things they're trying to do to this human who doesn't know any better. Right. She's like, oh no, that's not the rules. Like the leprechaun. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 She comes across so a leprechaun. Good. Yeah. And Larry's the one that's like, you know the rules, leprechaun. And he's going, You oh. have to do this. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I like Larry a lot. Yeah. Um, all of the fairies have their own distinct personalities and troublemaking traits. They they yeah. are really funny. But that's also that kind of teenagey character. I love those characters. Yeah. What about well, you? you've got like snark and like you know mischief there yeah no they're a lot of fun they're yeah. a lot of fun um for mine i really love monroe in yeah. my most recent book and the reason for that is because i had a plan for him and he waltzed onto the page and did his own thing and became something completely different than what i was expecting him to be for that story and it works really well i think yeah um, so he, he was a lot of fun to write mostly because I feel like I'm not writing him. Like, I feel like he is very much his own character. He's got his own way of thought. Um, and he just says things that I would never say and just 
goes for it. Like he just does it. Um, yeah. I agree. He's, he was a great character. Yeah. He's my loved. fairies are that way too. I, when I'm sitting down to write, I'm like, Oh, let's see, what are they going to do today? Because yes. I don't know. I they don't know what do they're going to do. Yeah. 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 No, Monroe was a lot of fun. Neat. Well, let me find the outro. I had it a minute ago. You had it before oh, we start? I, I did. I found it. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm sorry. We probably weren't as funny this time. I'm still not feeling great, but um, I do appreciate y'all being here. Our website is eatdrinkwritepodcast.com. You can contact us there. You can get to all our social media from there. Um, all kinds of stuff we have there. We got links and downloads and worksheets and that kind of thing there. Pictures of our food and drink. Um, so leave us a review. We still have stuff to give out, little notebooks and sticky notes and calendars, although we're halfway through 2020. But it would be kind of neat to uh, save a 2020 calendar given all of the weird crap that's happened to everybody this year. True. Something to remember for the rest of our lives. Um, please support us at our Patreon, patreon.com slash EDW podcast. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.